It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello again and welcome to Crime and Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley. And with me today, music's original fanboy, Jason Roy. How you doing, Brian? I'm good. Every other week, we'll bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music industry and their misadventures in the law-breaking. If you like music history, murder mystery, people with eccentricity, you've come to the right place. Share with a friend, tell a relative. Right now, I think we're trying to get into... I believe it's Alaska again. We had some people in Alaska before, but I don't think we have people in Alaska now. Did they move? That's uh, true. You never know. With this type of environment, people could have moved around. But uh, if you know them, share. Go, hey, send them an episode. This is my favorite episode. Uh, check these guys out. So, um, Jason Roy, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. People yeah. may remember Jason from a couple of uh, previous episodes. He he likes to come in here and help out. I sent out the bat signal, literally. Sent yeah, I got a- the uh, I got the text message. I was sitting at home and uh, saw the text, and thanks for almost calling me. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally the bat signal. Call you? What are we family? I'm not. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's great to have you here, man. So. Um, we're going to get into an episode of fun and mayhem. There's a there's there's some interesting stories in this week's tale of, of musical adventure. Cannot wait. All right. Well, uh, what I can't wait for anymore is our favorite game, Guess the Guest. This stresses me out. How is that? I don't know. I just... I, my mind goes in all these different places. It could be this, could be that. Mainly because you guys cover such a broad range oh, of artists. Oh, anyone in I mean, music. From medieval England to <laughs> Paris Hilton. And then last time I was on here and you asked me, and I was just, it was like a mannequin challenge. I just froze up and I couldn't, like, uh, who is it, who is it? He's famous for using this lance in a famous battle <laughs> yeah. of Edinburgh. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the bard of uh, Toluga. I don't, yeah, <laughs> shit like that. That's funny. That's funny. I appreciate that. I'm glad you think we have such a wide uh, uh, spread of, of people and topics i like it yep you cast a wide net brian that's the words nets all right well hey speaking of wide nets let's get into this so you can net yourself a win on guess the guest all right guess the guest are you ready uh i'm gonna do my best all right um well it's a dude he's known as dangerous in hulk hogan's celebrity championship wrestling dangerous dangerous is that was that name given to him because of that uh wrestling match you know I mean, was it previously it, earned it's previously earned dangerous oh my gosh dangerous okay darkwing duck let's get dangerous. oh let's get dangerous that's funny he's part of the q crew in detroit uh q crew q crew the letter q yeah q dash crew oh um oh is he part of d12 no. No? It's not bizarre? Nope, nope. Um, Who's the guy that died? He's been called Dirty Greasy Little Pizza. Dirty Greasy. Oh, is, is, it, is it like, oh, is it? Who's Kid Rock's little? Oh. Joey C? Joe C. He it, passed away. Joe C in the place to be did pass away, unfortunately. R.I.P. Joe C. 
Um, no, it is not Joe C. Uh, some people call him Dante. Oh my gosh, I got nothing on this. Dangerous Dante. Recap the clues. All right, we got Dirty Greasy Little Pizza. Dirty Greasy Little Pizza. Dangerous in Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. Part of the Q Crew in Detroit. Hulk Hogan did a celebrity wrestling? Oh, yeah. There's, did he really? There's a couple bouts of that. We'll get there. We got 30 seconds. Oh. Uh, this is somewhere in the in the 90s, early 2000s. Call him Dante. Other people call him Meatball. Oh, uh, Nick Lachey. Oh, wow. I would totally call Nick Lachey a Meatball. <laughs> what kind of crimes do you think Nick Lachey did? Um, his only crime was loving Jessica Simpson. Right. I will give you with the 10-second clue. Some people call him Bonadouche. Danny Bonaducci? Yay! Oh. Danny Bonaducci! <laughs> All right, you did it. He had a he was didn't he have a show on VH1 reality show where he would just get like just constant fits of rage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, buddy. You got it. It's, he had a short fuse. It is Danny Bonaducci called by uh his friends in the Partridge family, Dirty Greasy Little Pizza. They called him Meatball. Um, he's in part of Hulk Hogan's championship celebrity wrestling. I can see that now. Hulk um, Hogan? Part of the Q Crew in Detroit. That's a radio station. He does a morning show. We'll get there. And most notably, people call him Bonna Douche. I never saw, He wrestled so, Hulk Hogan? Uh, no, I don't think so. But he's been in several wrestling matches. Don't worry about it. I will tell you the whole story. Hulk Hogan. That guy's got the skin of a hot dog. <laughs> Uh, it's, it plumps when you cook it. I don't know. <laughs> August 13th, 1950. Oh, you're not going to let me get into it. Go ahead. I've been here. This is my third time sitting in with you. Yes. And this is probably the fourth time we've referenced Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he gets around, he man. Does. I mean, the guy's got his fingers in a lot of pies. And you guys have referenced him a lot, too. Well, wrestling runs deep in our blood. <laughs> August 13th, 1959, born Dante Daniel Bonaducci. Uh, it looks like it's spelled Bonaduce, though. <laughs> so, uh, In Broomhall, Pennsylvania, to parents Joseph Bonaducci, his dad, and Betty Bonaducci. There will be some alliteration in this episode. Uh, yeah, that was he. Were they like the stage parents that force, like, look, you're going to make it big, you're our meal ticket. Or was this something he wanted to do? This is something he wanted to do. His mother, Betty, she was a freelance writer, and his dad was veteran TV writer and producer Joe Bonaducci, and he did the Dick Van Dyke show, One Day at a Time, uh, Mayberry RFD, a bunch of these old, uh, old-timey old good wholesome Ma- shows. Mayberry, what was that, Mary, Mayberry? That was, was that the Barney Fife spinoff? That's correct. Yeah. I think RFD was the rural fire department, right, with uh, the guy. The, the guy who ran the uh, auto parts store. Oh, uh, Cooter? No, that's that's Happy Days. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, but uh, Gomer Pyle. That's oh, it. Cooter, he was... Oh, not Happy Days. It's uh, Duke's a Hazard. Jeez. It's been a long time for these shows, man. I have to remember sitting on the carpet and like reaching up to change the dial on the TV. Oh, yeah. So, it's been a while. All right, well, speaking of TV, February 27, 1969. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meatball makes a small appearance on a TV show, Bewitched. We were just talking about people. I know. Uh, so he's on season five, episode Going Ape. He plays a young boy in the park whose chimpanzee follows Samantha. She's the bewitched one. Yeah. And uh, Tabitha, the little kid, home. So, Which Darren was it? I believe the it. Darren is. that went on to do Dallas? Or the, uh, the other Darren? I, you know, I don't know. I, it's probably the first Darren back then. Oh, in the 60s. Yeah. No, second Darren. Gotta yeah, it must have been second Darren. Got to be second Darren. Yeah. September f- uh, 25th, 1970, the Partridge Family debuts. 
so I'm the Darren of crime and music. Well, you are. You're the second, yeah, I'm Darren. second Darren. That's okay, though. No one will ever notice. I thought of myself more of the coy and Vance. <laughs> like, no, no, we want people to keep watching. You're listening, <laughs> yeah. so let's not go that far. The, the Partridge Family debuts. Meatball here plays the role of Danny Partridge. Uh, the Partridge Family, if you don't know, is a 70s TV show. Uh, they're a musical family. They travel around the country in their big hippie school bus playing shows and solving mysteries. It's kind of like Scooby-Doo meets the Brady Bunch. Yeah. So were you a fan of the Partridge Family? You know, I've never seen a single episode, but... Oh, God. I think, well, it's a testament to the popularity and the cultural impact of that show is, while I've never seen a show... I know what the bus looks like. I know who Danny Bonaducci is. I know. Come on, everybody. Come on, get happy. That one. Wait, the, I think I love you. No, no. Is that? I think yeah. I love you. And what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid that I'm not sure of. Love there is no cure for. I think I love. Yeah, dude. They get some intense hippie folk stuff. Because what I do um, is I listen to the artist while I'm writing these cards out. And it yeah. takes me about, you know, yeah, a good couple, eight hours or so to write some of these. So I listen to a lot of Partridge Family, <laughs> a lot of that uh, Cassidy, all that stuff, man. For better or worse. Yep. Yeah. So uh, here you go. The family is loosely based on the real-life musical family, the Cowsills of Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, I know that. Yeah. You got brothers Bill, Bob, and Barry. He played <laughs> bass. Their father, Bud, bestowed backbeats and band practice upon his brood, who bravely played Brown University and Bannister's Wharf. You had Sue and John and Barbara. She was in the group, too. Barb was the mom, the Shirley Jones insp- inspiration. Uh, the band backed Brady Bunch's Barry Williams briefly, but the band broke up after a beef between Bud and Bill. Bud bailed out Bill, and he bailed, but not before being busted by Bad Boy Barney Fife, basically burying their billboard billing beyond being brought back. That was a big bummer. Boy, Brian, that was beautiful. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, a title song from the musical Hair is by the Cowsills. Hair, hair, long, beautiful hair. I've never seen that either. There, up and down and there, hair, hair. It's it's hair. They also had a top ten song hit called Indian Lake. The Part- I got nothing. Partridge Family did no the cow sills. Okay, so you're really putting a lot of emphasis on the cow sills here. Well, it's the inspiration for the the Partridge Family. Oh, okay. What we do here is we dive deep into the people's stories, and so we're talking about the Partridge Family's Danny Bonaducci. So to establish his fame, we establish the Partridge Family, and to establish the Partridge Family, they're based on a real family. So we talk about them. Laying a foundation down. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I, I, think, a lot of his, <laughs> I think a lot of his rage, because who was the, the guy that just, uh, I think I love you. Uh, David Cassidy. David Cassidy, right? He was on that show. Yes. And he was on the cover of Tiger Beat. And he was oh, kind dude, of like, Teen Heartthrob. Yeah, he was kind of the Jordan Knight of his time, right? Zach Efron of his day. Yeah. From what I do know about Danny Bonaducci, he was had some anger issues. Had a lot of rage. Oh, yeah. And when you have your co-star on the cover of Tiger Beat and everything else, and your nickname is Meatball. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's a I don't know contributing factor. You might have some competition there with feelings and like uh... it's like Joey Fatone from InSync. Joey the fat one. Yeah, Fatone, F-A-T-O-N-E. He's <laughs> literally in his name. He's the fat one. Isn't it so bad that they did that to that it's poor so, guy? Because he's such a nice guy. So horrible. I've seen him. He yeah. seems like a decent dude. Yeah, that's funny. I think I saw him on MTV Cribs. He was really into. What was he into? Something like pinball machines or Knight Rider or something. Does he fix them? No. No. (laughs) He's got that in-seek money, man. I don't know. Was I think I love you. Have you ever heard the ska cover of that, Less Than Jake? No. That's really good. Really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they did a great cover album of, uh, was it? 
called Greased. They went through and they did literally the whole Grease soundtrack from oh. first song to last. Yeah, and a lot of those songs. I mean, it's there. Some of them are rough, but some of them actually are a little bit better than the original. Because there's a few of those songs out there, like uh, the Postal Service um, against All Odd, Phil Collins version sure. versus their version. Amazing, but yeah, it's it's actually a really good album. Pick it up. Well, there you go. Speaking of picking things up, Danny Partridge picks up the bass guitar for the band at 11 years old. Um, he's well, he doing, can play. Well, I guess he can. Wow. But at, uh, yeah, oh, no, he actually can play. He can sing. He can do all those sort of things like there. Uh, what he can't do, though, apparently, is remember his lines. And so one time he had to do 36 takes to get a relatively uncomplicated scene all done up and stuff. Are you serious? That's what it said. How'd this guy land the audition? Uh, well, his dad is a super big-time TV producer, uh, and okay. he's been doing commercials and stuff since he was a little kid. Threw his weight around a little bit. So maybe, I don't know. You know, they probably knew the name Partridge, or Partridge, uh, Bonaducci, Bonaducci. And they were like, uh, let's give him a shot. The Partridge Family runs for four seasons from 1970 to 1974, and then in that time, Danny's getting pretty well known as a a child star, child actor, and sort of pseudo-musician. Yeah. Uh, He also does some other things. I think you'll find this interesting. I wrote this part just for you. 1973, he voices Avery Abel. From? Children's book. Oh, 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 I'm brain farting. Charlotte's Web, the movie. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I figured you liked that one. So he was the animated Charlotte's Web. If you've ever seen that old school one, uh, I do remember that from we were kids. It's all full circle, Brian. The rat in the animated version. The voice of the rat okay. was the voice of the uncle from Bewitched. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, what's also crazy is 1973 was another thing for uh, good old Meatball here. His self-titled debut LP is released by Lion Records, a subsidiary of MGM Records. The what? single Dreamland was a minor hit. Really? So, yeah, 11, man. 11? 12? 73, and he's uh, born in 69, so <laughs> that makes him four. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's apparently not right. So yeah, I think he's uh, he's I think he's like fourteen when that happens. Okay. To be honest, still so, impressive. Fourteen, still um, impressive. Meatball made several movies during and after his run on the Partridge Family. In nineteen seventy eight, he's in Corvette Summer, starring Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yep, Mark Hamill and Meatball play high school students who go in search of a stolen, customized Corvette Stingray. Wait, what and year was that movie? Nineteen seventy eight. Okay, so that was after New Hope. What four years? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So Hamill's trying to do his maiden like his breakthrough. I can do more than just Star Wars. Yeah. Great Joker voice. (laughs) Oh, he does do a great animated Joker. Absolutely. Yep. So um, Meatball also made guest appearances on several TV shows. He guest appears uh, four times on Chips. Remember Chips? Oh, yeah. California Highway Patrol. I do remember Chips. Yeah, his first appearance, he was Fred in the Family Crisis episode. He talks John's nephew, Wes, into borrowing cars. Quote borrowing? It literally is quote borrowing. He also appears in the episode Karate. And the episode, A Threat of War. Now, in karate, he attacks one of the cops, prom- with, or prompting him to draw his gun on him to protect himself. With karate? Uh, well, yeah, because if he attacks you with karate, you got to use crazy. <laughs> James with- Brown. Exactly. During season six, he played Myron in High Time, so he was all over the chips. Uh, you know, as yeah. like one of the guest actors. Yeah. Uh, the early 1980s, he was so broke. How broke was he, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll wait. I'll wait the whole time. Uh, he's so broke that he lived out of his car near a dumpster. Really? He would pose with, uh, for pictures with fans during the day and sleep in his car at night. We have a quote from uh, Meatball. Quote, 
When I was living on the streets, I would be standing out in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater, leaning against my car and signing autographs, and nobody had any idea I was living in it. No one had any idea I was going to pull my car around, go to sleep. Being a child star is great. Being a former child star, that sucks. So you have a car. It sucks you're homeless, but you kind of have a choice of where you can park that car. A dumpster's not my number one go-to to, you know, what? set up shop. Hey, man, you got, you got money for a meter? No, that's a good point. There you go. In the late 1980s, Meatball had become an on-air radio personality. Really? Yeah, he went in to go uh, like be a guest on one of these radio programs. And um, they're like, man, that was awesome. You did a really good job. You want a job? And he's like, yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. America. <laughs> so, yep. Speaking of America, 1985, Meatball gets arrested for possession of 50 grams of cocaine in California. Maybe he could afford rent if he wasn't blowing it all on <laughs> drugs. He got pretty heavy in the drugs after the uh, the Partridge family and stuff, you know. How long was that show on? So, uh, four years. 70 really? to 74. Yep. See, I was more of a Brady Bunch guy. Yeah, yeah. No, Barry Williams makes an appearance. We'll get there. Ooh. So, he works the overnight shift at Philadelphia's WEGX-FM. 1985, he also gets married to Setsuko, Setsuko uh, Hattori, Hattori. Okay. Only one of those was her whole name, Setuko Hattori. There you go. March 9th. And neither of those names were pronounced correctly. <laughs> March 9th, 1990, he's arrested again while attempting to buy cocaine in Daytona Beach, Florida. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, Meatball's down there. He's there to host an event for um, the D.A.R.E. program. The anti-drug campaign aimed at, aimed at children. Drugs are really expensive. Drugs are really expensive, but he gets busted buying cocaine, and so he pleads no contest to buying crack cocaine. He's sentenced to 15 months probation and community service. The what? judge also orders him to undergo drug counseling and perform, uh, oh, I'm sorry, and to pay $675 in court and prosecution charges. So back to his radio days, was that? He also gets fired from WEGX. Oh, well, you can't be going to do like a D.A.R.E. program and getting popped buying drugs, man. I mean, come on. This is bad PR. That does not look good. But was his show, like, what was the format? Was it like a, he's a shock jock, or is he? I uh, believe he's very shock jockey. Is yes. he really? Yeah, and he'll actually switch around. He does a couple of things where he's on sports talk. He does a couple of things where he's mourning. Like, he comes to Detroit. We'll get there, man. Don't jump uh, ahead. Real renaissance, man. Exactly. Uh, yeah, see, and then he becomes the morning shift DJ at KKFR FM in Phoenix, Arizona. So he goes to Arizona. Oh, wow. November 4th, 1990, uh, Meatball meets his second wife, Gretchen Hilmer, on a blind date. See, on a whim, they get married because he meets this lady and they try to, he's like, hey, you want to, she's like, no, 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 I'm not doing that unless I'm married. He's all, boop, 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 calls up on the phone. He's like, I need to deliver a minister here to my house. Really? So they get one. They get married. They have two children together, Isabella and Dante, and uh, they're going to end up being married for like 16 years. Dante Bonaducci. Dante. March 31st, 1991, Meatball is arrested in Phoenix, Arizona for beating and robbing a hooker. What? Yeah. Not soliciting? Uh, well, no. See, Meatball goes and picks up this hooker and gets uh, $40 of services sort of arranged. Like, hey, well, I, I got 40 bucks. What can I do? Because he just got married a little while ago. And so he's like, I need to go get this hooker and celebrate. And so he's like, uh, he says he was wasted and didn't realize until the tall 220-pound professional was in his car that she uh, was not a she. Oh. 
yeah, no, um, he complained that had the hooker been a good transvestite, he might not have known, and then the incident that followed might never have happened, but, uh, yeah, no, his hooker was Darius Barney, transvestite prostitute. Okay. So, according to Meatball's version, upon discovering his error, he asked his passenger to politely get out of his car. Well, she refused, demanding payment for being taken off the corner, and so he got out, he went out and opened up her door, pulled her out. Meatball said, upon discovering the size of his guest and being in fear of bodily injury, uh, should she get violent, he struck first and it turned into a fight. So, so that was his statement? That was his statement. I love that it's so gentlemanly. Like, he, you know, I politely asked her to leave. Oh, I'm sorry, madam. When she I, refused, I, yeah, it's, it, I no. punched her in the face. <laughs> yeah. No. The fuck out of my car. Like, so extreme. Well, it was so extreme that a passing patrol car was alerted to what looked like a man beating a woman incident, right? And they're like, oh, no, boop, boop, lights it up. So Meatball takes off on a high-speed chase. Uh, he claims someone else was driving his car when the patrol car and the police helicopter chased him at up to speeds of 90 miles an hour. Damn. Uh, so he All has- his personal belongings are flying out the window because he's been living there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, unfortunately, the authorities say the victim suffered a broken nose, a cut to the face. Um, but it's a, I mean, they get they get him. They arrest Meatball early Sunday morning. Uh, his wife let the cops into their apartment, and they found him in his bedroom, naked beneath a pile of clothes. That's his hiding spot. Yeah, that's. <laughs> they'll never find me here. <laughs> if I'm wearing clothes, that'll look too much like a normal person. I better strip down. So he is booked for investigation of felony flight, aggravated assaults, and strong arm robbery. He is released on $8,400 bond. He has to pay Barney's medical bills. How is that not a hate crime? It's, what did I say, 1985? I'll take your word for it. 85 will go with that. I feel like that's wrong, but whatever. Uh, 91. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that should have been maybe a hate crime, I I would think. But again, celebrity status and Danny Bonaducci and the high-speed police chase. So uh, he goes to jail. (laughs) Just the call, like to the other officers, that like it just what? He's like, <laughs> like Danny Bonaducci, like, I, like he's beating up a woman. Well, wait, no, one out of twelve, one out of twelve. I need a Danny Bonaducci in a high speed chase. Like, what? Like, excuse me, <laughs> we're in Arizona. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, get happy. So uh, we got a quote because uh, Meatball goes to jail. We got a quote about jail from him. He says, "Quote: I was a very young man. I weighed probably thirty pounds less than I do now." Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was an object of horror and fear. I'm going into a jail with criminals that could hurt me. And, and this look like, they look like they're holding tanks like you see at the movies. Like, very bad men. Scary. Really, really frightening. Yeah. They're not there because they were selling Bibles on the street corner. They're supposed to be bad and scary. It's prison. Yeah, we're, right. What do you expect? <laughs> like, you're not going to have, like, some, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what, like, Mormons or something like that? Yeah, like, We're going to find some religious folks. Well, I guess probably some religious folks in prison. But uh, Let us know if you need anything. Um we're having a potluck here at noon. The warden's going to come by. Fluff your pillow, sir. Fluff your pillow. Mint. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that uh, lovely Danabani Ducci quote in prison, we're going to take a break so it's not a complete and total audio prison. Um, we'll be right back. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, uh, what'd you do in your rig? Um, I just pointed out that how great would it would have been when Danny Bonaducci was on that high-speed chase if he would have got pulled over by the uh, cops from Chips. <laughs> Punch and John! Did you see the remake movie with uh, with a Dax Shepard? Uh, I did. So did I. With Michael Pena. Yeah. I like him. He's, yeah, he's great. A, was he in... Uh, He's an Ant Man, right? He's the guy in Ant Man oh, who's always talking so really fast about the team. I yeah. love that guy. He is amazingly talented. Yeah, he was in he was in the Door of the Explorer movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, I did. There you go. Yeah. Well, speaking of being amazingly talented and well rounded, uh, Meatball you're... here is amazingly talented and well rounded. Oh, I was like, you're still talking about Danny Baducci. You said <laughs> that's gonna keep that's gonna keep hand, that's gonna keep happening. Yeah. At least another uh twenty two cards Ooh. worth of that. So January 17th, 1994, there's another card going on. It's Meatball versus Donny Osmond in a boxing card. Donny Osmond? Donny Osmond, uh, half of uh, Donny and Marie. Yeah, he's, well, they're fighting? They're going to box. He at, seems so, past, he's deep into Mormonism. The Storm and Mormon is what they call him. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's his awesome. boxing name. Storm and Mormon so cool. versus Boom Boom Bonaducci. Yeah, there was one thing, speaking of celebrity boxing, it was Justin Bieber. I read a story about it and it kind of got some traction said that he would box or fight Tom Cruise. He said he could take Tom Cruise, something like yes, that. I and then Tom this. Cruise is like, all right, bring it. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, as many of listeners know, I am quite the fan and amateur practitioner of MMA. And so they had some and celebrity boxing and celebrity boxing. They, they had some MMA coaches talk about that and they were like, Oh no, dude, Tom Cruise is legit. Dude, like, he's nuts. He does his he, own stunts. Yeah. He trains like many, many days a week in, in different forms of martial arts, actually fights and spars people. Like he does contact. Well, he's doing Bieber his... get the shit kicked out of yeah, him from what the experts say. Well, I'd like to watch that. Oh, I'll, I'll give you 10 bucks. I, I'll, yeah. Put it yeah. on YouTube. What was uh, his new movie? Tom Cruise that they haven't done it yet, but it's gonna be the first movie shot in outer space. What? Yeah, he's like, dude, I'm. It sounds so bizarre. I swear to I, 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 Google it. It's true. I love it. Yeah, he's gonna do his, uh, the first movie in outer space. Tom Cruise. It had been James Cameron's an expert on submarines. Yeah. What the hell? All, all for making pretty pictures for people. You know, I've never seen Top Gun. What? Yeah, never seen it. Oh my I, dude, I've never seen. There's like, there's a small pocket of classic movies that I've never seen. I've never seen Top Gun. I've never seen Caddyshack. Oh, and wow. I've never seen Jaws. Why are you holding out on these? I don't know. I, I, at one point, it kind of becomes a point of pride. Oh, uh, it you does. I mean? It's a thing. Like, You're like, like no, that's it. right. Um, what is that? It. I've never seen Fight Club. You've never seen Fight Club? Exactly. I've <laughs> I've never seen. Uh, what is that one where Bruce Willis is the dead guy? Oh, six. Yeah, six. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen like. Uh, one of those Vietnam movies, Apocalypse Now, or oh, things Platoon. Like that. Platoon. I've never, never watched seen Platoon. Platoon. I've never watched the Tom Hanks one. What's that one? Uh, the one. Well, that Philadelphia? one. Philadelphia. No. Well, yeah, I never saw that. Money Pit. But the Big. one where he's uh, he's like, we gotta go get this guy in World War II or whatever that is. Oh, and Saving the, Private. Saving Ryan. Private Ryan. I've never watched yeah. that. Like, there's a bunch of giant movies I've never seen. I've yeah. never watched all three Godfathers. Really? 
I can't sit through Godfather 2. I yeah. was driving. I mean, Godfather 1 was hard enough. When I would go. I was young when yeah. I watched these movies. And that was a big turnoff. When you would go to rent a movie, and that was a big deal, going to the video store. Like, I loved it. It was, I loved the feel, the smell. It was It was an experience. Oh, we got a Blockbuster reference coming up. Ooh. But I remember there were certain movies, and it was like Titanic. It comes like in a square, and there's like the two like VHS it was like a two-pack because the movie's oh, so yeah, long they had yeah, to split yeah. it i'm yeah. like oh that's a hard no for me like insert cassette two yeah. now no no like oh you totally sucked me out of the yeah. disbelief like, of reality i'm not gonna watch titanic for i know how it ends that's you know funny. like hits an iceberg speaking of how it ends and and hitting an immovable object we go to the storm and mormon versus boom boom bonaducci <laughs> once the bell rang i got a question for you then uh well, okay okay who it was celebrity boxing. Who did Screech fight? Dustin Diamond Dustin fought. Remember, that was a big thing. He got his ass handed to him, didn't he? <laughs> he got, he got beat up Screech very much. Screech got so. his ass kicked. What? Right. No. Uh, you know what? We'll get into celebrity boxing here in a second. But who? Do you remember? I do I do not. I don't either. That's what when you would. I'm sorry. I don't know. But what I do know is that when the bell rang between Bonaducci, Meatball, and Storm and Mormon, uh, Donny Osmond, uh, Dude, he won. Meatball kicked the shit out of oh, poor Donny Osmond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dude start- is ripped though. Danny Bonaduce, like he's he's got some size to him. Uh, he's five six and like one hundred and sixty pounds. And he talks like this. I, I, he like, does have a gravelly voice. Yeah. Uh, Osmond pokes him in the eye at one point in time, and the fight ends. There's a split decision. It's actually a pretty good fight. The split decision goes to uh, goes to Meatball. So Osmond's pissed though because he thought he won. So. Then they start fighting after the fight. They start fighting again. What? And uh, Osmond goes uh, to... Who knew Donny Osmond had it in him, man? Meatball goes to Donny Osmond. He goes, go fight your sister. And he's like, oh! That that ticked off the uh, Mormon. I got him going. Did he edit like Rocky IV? If eyes can change, (laughs) yous can change, change. we's all can change. He suggests a a fourth round uh, without headgear or gloves. He's like, dude, I'll fight you bare knuckle, bro. Take off your fucking gloves. Bare knuckle. (laughs) Man. That... I had no idea Donny Osmond had such a streak in him. Oh, dude, you know, you get somebody out there and talking shit about your family. Was I'm a little bit country. Like that guy? I'm a little bit rock and roll. With the sequence? That's the, the dude, yeah. Wow. Yeah, him and his sister. That's Damn. April 1994, uh, not his sister. It's announced that Meatball will make his professional wrestling debut. He's going to do a dark match at the Spring Stampede in Chicago. A dark match, if you don't know. It's one that's held at the event, but they don't put it on TV. I thought they fight with the lights out. Uh, well, kind of. The, the cameras are off. So uh, in, uh, April 17th, 1994, he steps into the ring at the Rosemont Horizon. His opponent this time, 1970s TV star. Jimmy Walker. Brady Bunches. Peter Brady. Oh, uh, Barry. What's his name? Uh, Christopher Knight. Oh, Christopher Knight. Peter Brady, not Greg Brady. <laughs> no, Christopher Knight was, he did the surreal life. Yes, he did. On VH1. Him and, and then, Adrian, what's yeah, her name, got married, from, like marrying a Brady or something. Yeah, then they spun that. America's Top Model. Yeah. Who yep. was on there that was a total, like, Vern Troyer was on there. Wow. The mini-me. Vern Troyer's coming up in another episode. Is he really? <laughs> he is. So he no need appearance. to play Guess the Guess, I guess. <laughs> well, he's not him. He's not, I don't know. He's not musical. He just makes an appearance. Uh, short appearance. Exactly. Uh, speaking of uh, short appearance, Meatball wins this one with a quick one, two, three pin count over Christopher Knight. So his wrestling... Uh, he wins, and I guess they had a really good match. Really? So much so, he has a second professional wrestling match at Total Nonstop Action Wrestling's April pay-per-view, The Lockdown, against Eric Young. 
Who's Eric Young? He's a mystery wrestler. He's a first-timer kind of thing. Okay. So Meatball's so, reason for accepting the match at lockdown was in his hometown of Philadelphia. And he needs to eat. He wanted to prove he lived there. Yeah. So he fights a cage match because there's actually a literal cage that drops from the ceiling. Hell in a cell. And uh, he loses. Really? Uh, yeah, can you climb the cage when you fight? It had a top on it. But yes, you can climb the cage. Sweet. He goes on and becomes a key player, like we said in the opening, in Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. And for the rest of 94 to 96, um, he gets out of the ring and back in the radio booth, and he goes back to doing radio shows. So you had, in the 90s, you had the whole celebrity boxing, celebrity cage match, celebrity this. That was kind of the equivalent to the 80s Circus with the Stars. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> they just took out the animals and uh, brought in the animals. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Danny Bonaducci gets his own show, the Danny Bonaducci Show, on Loop, WLUP in Chicago, Illinois. What, radio? I believe that is radio, yes. So then from 96 to 98, he hosts a morning radio show in Detroit on WKQI. Really? Yeah, him and last comic standing winner John Heffron, they do a radio show in Detroit. Never seen a single show. No, me neither, man. It's all radio, though. He's yeah. really big into radio. 98, he's on the uh, he's a radio show morning host for New York's big 105 WBIX, the Bix. 2002, he releases an autobiography, Random Acts of Badness, because <laughs> he's bad. <laughs> he wrote about his uh, stardom as a child, his spiral into drug addiction, recovery, and, you know, he considers himself an amazingly well-adjusted adult. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're boxing people. Set the bar pretty low on that. I'm doing great then. Beating up <laughs> transvestites. Other than that, I am level. <laughs> yeah. Ready. Uh, celebrity boxing is not dead because March 2013. Uh, Remember Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV? Bonaducci was heavily featured in Celebrity Deathmatch. Really? Yes, he was. What? He's always coming out and fighting people. <laughs> Uh, speaking of fighting people, March 13th, 2002, he gets back to celebrity boxing. Um, that as we, we didn't really tell people, but that's for celebrities whose careers and sort of notoriety is diminished yeah. and they're pitted against other people the whose D-list. celebrity, yeah, the D list of boxing. You're Scott Bayos and you're Willie Ames. Exactly. So both, oh, are they, were they both Bible man? No, Willie Ames was Bible man, but Scott, Scott Bayo had, he, Joni loves Chachi spin off, but he, he had a show on VH1 too. I see. He had oh, a that's life right. coach, and he was trying to, you know, navigate through, you know, stardom. Those child stars, man. It's honestly, it's not like, what you want. Don't do it. More time, more times than not, they're addicted to drugs, you know, and then they get sober. And I think this celebrity replaces that need, that drug, you know, the the need to be relevant, to be recognized. Like they 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 crave that. But what I, do I know? I, <laughs> what do I know? I don't know. I don't know. It's just what I see. This is what I see. Well, uh, there's another child star who's who's coming in with Meatball. Back to celebrity boxing. This is when he boxes Greg Brady, Mr. Barry Williams. Barry Williams. You got it. Um, so Meatball goes into the ring. He's got this gold, goldenpalace.com temporary tattoo all on his back like he sold out his backspace for ads. <laughs> And so Williams comes in. He's buried the butcher. They're gonna they're gonna box. Bury the butcher. Boom boom versus the butcher. And uh, unfortunately for the butcher, he he gets minced, dude. Like meatball dominates him. He knocks Barry down five times. So he's not. He takes it for real. Uh, yeah. He's, he really goes out and fights people, dude. <laughs> should be the other guy. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Charity, it's all cheers, smiling and waving. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Oh my God. Oh, oh. Not the face. That's my bread and butter. Jeez. 
Oh, yeah, he, the Williams trainer actually throws in the towel in round two. He's like, we're done. Now, remember, these are very short rounds, like three minutes at the most. Dude, so it's not. I'm kind of. I'm kind of scared of this guy now. Like, you're like, undefeated? <laughs> like, wrestling with Hulk Hogan? Like, he'll beat up a transvestite like that, dude. Even like, care. 220, six foot transvestite. Uh, Drop him. Yeah, like, I'm dude. not. No. Yeah, no, don't mess with the Bonaduce. <laughs> Bonaduce. Uh, okay, also on the card is Todd Bridges versus oh. Vanilla Ice. And Todd Paul... Bridges passed away, too. Oh, seriously? Didn't he? I thought. He... No, he's the only one that's alive. Yeah, it was like Gary Coleman passed away for sure, but I didn't know Todd Bridges did. Yeah, Gary Coleman. And then the Dana drug... Plato. Who's the, yeah, the drug addled older sister. Yeah. Yep, she she gone. Did you ever see the episode when uh, it was different strokes when Dudley and uh, was it Arnold? With the uh, bike store. Don't owner. say the bike store. I hate that. Okay, Everybody what about this one? About that. Did you find? Do you remember the one where uh, the gooch? The gooch. The gooch. The gooch was a girl. Yeah, the gooch was a girl. Blew my mind. Yeah, I didn't think of that either. He's yeah. being bullied by a girl. Yeah. The gooch take my lunch money again. Uh, speaking of taking lunch money, the final bout on that card was Paula Jones versus Tanya Harding. Paula Jones. And you know Tanya Harding whooped the shit out of Paula oh, Jones. She's, dude. she's that dirtbag enough where she's she knows how to scrap. Well, because you said dirtbag, celebrity boxing is canceled after two episodes. It was not well received. What? I'd watch it now. Well, I would. <laughs> well, now, yeah. How'd, uh, how'd uh, Rob Van Winkle, Vanilla Ice, how'd he fare? Uh, I believe he won, I... as I recall. Yeah. We've done uh, Rob v- Vanilla Ice, Rob Van Winkle, so check out our Rob Van Winkle episode. You'll learn a lot about him and home improvement. I just realized I was listening to it. Boom. What he does with the Bloodhound Gang. Boom. You know how that... The very end of that song, how it's it great fades song. out, like, doom, 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 doom. that's yeah. the yes, it is. Ice, ice, ice. I, I just know. put that together 20 years later. Yeah, it was like 20 years later, huh? I'm like, oh, wait, what? Oh. Then I listened to it again. I used to know the lyrics for that song, too, because I thought it was a good verse. Bomb. Bomb. Blow up this place <laughs> like, like another Vietnam. Heavy like a Tyson, Tyson blow to the dome. dome. Back up, son. Give me room. Give me room. Wait, Boom. <laughs> yeah, man. That's awesome. And your good Jeep Cherokee Land Cruiser. Yup. It didn't. You met. When the you we we yeah it was a bloodhound gang we met them and then you were talking to Jimmy Pop and oh yeah th- he told you the story that they kind of did it is kind of like eh, it'd be kind of funny get this you know like novelty one hit wonder and they they sent him the, you know he sent him the track and it came back and he was taking it way too serious like it was gonna be his comeback and he was, oh yeah, yeah 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 Rob thought that was his way back into being like a serious rapper and yeah. Jimmy Pop and those dudes were like we're not really serious my yeah. man that's not our uh, market yeah. So. We have a song called Lift Your Head Up High and Blow Your Brains Out. And this guy's, you know, <laughs> That's right. trying to be Jay-Z. That's hilarious. It was good, though. I really oh, like that it. song. I love it, too. It was yeah. really good. If I ever have the pleasure of having Vanilla Ice redo our deck or something, I'm going to be like, boom, favorite album, favorite song, buddy. Favorite it actually song. was pretty under. Yeah, that like, was pretty good. That verse was great. He's got a strong connection with ICP, though, doesn't he? I believe he does. Like the Juggalos are huge fans of him. Juggalos are coming up in a future episode. If we ever do a live episode anywhere icp guys just letting you know now i just speaking of you ever see you ever watch uh it's always sunny in philadelphia no okay there's an episode where charlie <laughs> this is a show uh, about the shows we don't watch yeah <laughs> well charlie gets a job at night a, man oh. defender of the day man well he gets That's a, all i know he gets a job at a school being a janitor and <laughs> there's a juggalo there and the guy's wearing the makeup and everybody picks on him so charlie kind of comes to his defense whoop whoop same guy that's in that is in it was came out last year it was the clint eastwood movie and he plays the security guard where they tried pinning that bombing on oh yeah yeah okay that guy and brad pitt and dicaprio was like he's my favorite actor right now he's so good then he was also no the guy that played the security guard 
So he got nominated oh. for an Oscar. Then he was also in I, Tanya, Tanya Harding. See, oh, full circle. bring it around. He was in I, Tanya, and he played, was it Jeff Galuli? No, he was different. That was Amy Fisher. That's but Amy he played Fisher. one of the thugs. Anyway, so the guy's getting all these great roles. He's nominated. You know where he lives? Uh, nope. Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, the nasty. From Grand Sag Rapids. Nasty. Really? No, he, like, he lives there. Like, he oh, lives wow. there currently. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like local celebrity. Yeah, I do too. Speaking of mm-hmm. local celebrity and people liking them, 2003 Meatball is honored by the Young Artist Foundation. About time. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Michelle. Michelle. And that goes out to you, Karen. You know who you are. Uh, he wins former child star Lifetime Achievement Award for his role on The Partridge Family. Yeah. Come on, yeah. It happy. is an iconic show, and it is an iconic role. I remember his bad, ugly red hair. Even though I never saw it, <laughs> I do know that. The bell bottoms. Yeah, he would always poke his head up from downstairs, and apparently on set, there was no upstairs, so he just had oh, to really? stand in this vacant stairwell and then stick his head up and be like, oh my gosh, everybody. Kind of like Cousin Oliver from Brady Bunch. And go, ha, 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 ha. He ruined that show. No, I, he looks like Tom Cochran, who sings Life is a Highway. <laughs> Life is a highway. <laughs> I'm going to ride it all night long. Was that the Rascal Flats version? Give me, give me, give me, give me some, yeah. Uh, you, you know what? I don't. I heard that one day, and I'm like, "Oh, he ripped off this song." I didn't think of cover country as like a genre. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, you're trying to pass that off as your own there, Coldplay." So, <laughs> Coldplay uh, does a great Johnny Cash song, but never they wrote for Johnny Cash, never made it into the movie. Oh, and they do it live, and then they blend into a um, Ring of Fire. Seriously, amazing. And I'm really? not. A, I'm not the biggest Coldplay fan in the world. But you got to give props when something's good, and it was really fucking good. Wow. Yeah, really good. Interesting. I will check that out. I do like anything with Johnny Cash. No comment. No comment. <laughs> no, I love Johnny Cash. He's one of my favorites. Well, coincidentally enough, speaking of no comment, 2007, Meatball is part of the Adam Carolla show. Oh. Rumors persist that he was fired due to tensions with uh, him and Carolla. No sides have issued any comment giving full details. No comment. Uh, we just parted ways. Yeah, something happened there. I would say. April 9, 2007. No, go ahead. You got something? No, I just think, like, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla went from the man show, right? And then Kimmel's yep. doing his thing. Huge, you know. Adam Carolla, I feel bad for the guy because he's just kind of showing up, just trying to get a paycheck. You know, like, I don't Oh, know. you don't know, do you? No, what happened? Uh, Adam Carolla is, like, one of the creators and father, godfathers of podcasting. Is he really? Oh, dude. What? He is well, huge. Take that back then. I apologize. Yeah, he's, like, number two or three, like, up there with really? Rogan and Adam Curry. You, you know Adam Curry from MTV's VJ, the long-haired blonde guy? Yeah, yeah, He is literally the podfather. He invented podcasting. Really? Yeah, see, you're new to the game, oh, buddy. Oh, man, I was the same. I'm, I'm yeah. new to the game. Welcome to it. Yeah, My no, these guys, these guys have made tens of millions of dollars on podcasting. Wow. And so do not feel bad for Adam Carolla. Okay. He is set for life, dude. Just like I won't feel bad for Mike Nesmith from the Monkees. Yeah. Was it his mom? Mickey? No, Mike. Mike oh. Nesmith. Guy that wore the hat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he is doing just fine even without that monkey money. Because you know what his mom created? Uh-oh. Whiteout. <laughs> no, I swear, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. like the guys, like some of the guys from Fish, their dads were in on like chemicals for like Tylenol and shit like that. Well, that. That that allows you to have a hippie ass kid in the yeah. in the eighties and nineties. It's like what Julia Ca- what, Casablancas, the lead singer of the Strokes. Okay, his dad is like almost like some model agency, like high, like based out of NYC. Shit ton of money, dude. Did we just start another podcast about the rich kids who are in music now? There's, it's, there's a laundry list of them, even. Julie Louis Dreyfus. We uh, moneyandmusic.com. Money We're and gonna music. Own, money and music. We own that now, yeah. guys. And we'll talk about all the high finance money in music. Yeah, there's. Yeah, you can even go like even go. Was it 
uh, who created uh, Insync? That guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, Pe- Pe- Perlman. Yeah, yeah I, I want to say Perl- Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it is Ron or is Joe. It Ron? It's, I think it's Ron or Joe Perlman. No, Ron yeah. Perlman was Hellboy, Beauty and the Beast, Sons of Anarchy. He was. That is Ron Perlman. That is Ron Perlman. <laughs> That's right. I like Ron Perlman. I love Ron Perlman. That's hilarious. I was into that show, Beauty and the Beast. Well, Vincent? talking about Beauty and the Beast, 2007, Meatball, uh, he divorces his wife, citing irreconcilable differences, so Beauty and the Beast have separated. But he rebounds and begins dating his current wife, Amy Railsback. Amy Railsback? That is her name. They meet at a Starbucks in L.A., Railsback's 23 years younger than uh, Meatball, and uh, she's a former substitute school teacher. Now she manages his career full time. She seemed fully qualified to do that. Well, that right, like you can come in, read a lesson plan that somebody scratched on a sheet of notebook paper, and then now manage a celebrity's career. Yeah, same thing. That job's equal. Well, what year is this? Uh, this is 2007. Oh, okay, 13 years. She runs Graveltone Productions Incorporated. Because Danny Bonaducci, why would you not? If you guys don't know who he is, he sounds very like he's got one of those voices. I tell you, yeah, like, you know, I'm doing a little too e- Eastern New York, but uh, it's kind of gravelly. It's, it sounds like he just smoked like four packs of Marlboro Reds and drank dude sucking black down velvet darts and yeah. liquor all day. Um, she's occasionally seen on sketches of Smoking Gun Presents the World's Dumbest on True TV, so you might have seen her there. I haven't. Okay. June 11, 2007, it's announced that Meatball will box attorney Robert Shapiro at a charitable I, event. Jeez. Dude loves kicking ass. Does Shapiro, does he need money that bad? Apparently so. He he, he took a hit, I guess, on that case. What, what was he? He was the OJ, OJ guy, right? Yeah. Right. Well. What was his name again? The lawyer? Which one? The one you just named. Shapiro. Shapiro. He was. He did No. Because the OJ guys are Shapiro, well, Kardashian. OJ. Yeah, I'll say Kardashian. Uh, that's what I was thinking. The other guy, yeah, Robert Sr. Yeah. Right. Well, um, people who should have gone solo, talking to Kardashians. 2008, uh, Meatball's given a one-hour solo spot known as Broadcasting Bonaducci. So he just goes off on a rant for an hour. <laughs> pretty, pretty much what it sounds like. Yeah, he's on an L.A. radio show. It's only broadcast in L.A. on KLSX station. And uh, he just kind of talks about what's on his mind. I, hey, you know what happened to me today? <laughs> that's got to be, I just, I would, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not the most focused show in the world. I can but, relate. Yeah. And then it ends with him beating up everybody. <laughs> you want to fight? You want to fight? fight? <laughs> ding, ding. I didn't hear no bell. September 13, 2008, Meatball defeats Reverend Bob Levy by TKO in the second round of a one-minute round, uh, three-round boxing fight. So One they, minute? Yeah, they're doing one-minute rounds for three rounds. And he TKO, which means like he beat him so much, like the dude couldn't defend himself. One minute, and I so, could last a minute. I could just run around. Oh, like, dude, I I'll, I'll, I could do three minutes with Bonaducci. I think so. I mean, oh, of course, I'm. Well, we'll get there. We'll get. I'm there. not we'll, fighting. I'm just gonna run around. Yeah. Can't hit what you can't catch. <laughs> yeah, right. That's hilarious. Who's that comedian? Who's uh, the intergender women's wrestling? Champion? Oh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, you could totally do Andy Kaufman. <laughs> and he was like, like for sixty seconds. Yeah, sure, he, man. And then they like he was. He's, Jerry Lawler called him out and like, I'll fight you. Let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
And then Andy Cox was like, I do not wrestle men. I only <laughs> wrestle women. And it was just the this crazy. It's offensive. Yeah. You think I would wrestle a man. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Like, would send him like he's like just. That's hilarious. Uh, he's just trolling him. Now, if you look in, because we are wrestling adjacent in this podcast somehow. If you look into it, apparently Jerry Lawler, the king, he's like, yeah, no, it was a hoax. It was one of the best hoaxes I've ever been in in my life. Oh, his whole life was a hoax. And not a bad, I mean. No, right. Like him and like Letterman and stuff doing yeah. choke slam and yeah. the whole bit. Like everything was all. It was more. He was more performance acting. art, though. Like acting. he would. There were shows where he would do like stand up and he would. Everybody knows like, he would just get up there and he would just ring the, read the great Gatsby or <laughs> it, the laundry. The laundry. Yeah, he my got favorite. there once and uh, he took he sang 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Started with 99 all the way to number one. And then he took oh a nap on stage. God. That was it. Where? What clubs are these? Do you know? He would just pop up. I mean, it was. I don't like. I don't know, like. It, it, they weren't places like uh, what's the, like the place out like Second City or like the. Okay, uh, that's what I wonder or, if he's like Mitzi Shore's place yeah, doing like, like stuff like that. No, and then he would then he had a job busting tables when he was on Taxi, which by the way, one of the greatest theme songs ever. Do it, Taxi. Uh, it was depressing as all that match. Oh, I was like, it sounds like Hill Street Blues. I'm like, oh, oh that Blues just made me good. depressed. Barney Miller was good though. But I don't. Boom, 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 boom. Yep, that's hilarious. That's awesome. I think Danny Bonaduce played bass on that. <laughs> he may have. No, speaking of someone like myself, uh, like 6'2", 200, 200 pounds, box and Bonaduce, uh, early January 2009, it's announced that bon- uh, Meatball here will box retired baseball player and admitted steroid user Jose Canseco. Really? In a charity event in the Philadelphia area. Were they doing drug tests on these? No. I didn't think they would. <laughs> these are, I don't think these are sanctioned. Got powder right all over their noses going at it. Like, yeah, I'm going to go box. Yeah. Okay, let's gonna do this. Ah! They call me the Bump Bonaducci. <laughs> the Bump I need a Bump. Bonaduce. Uh, <laughs> January 24th, 2009, Meatball and Canseco square off in the squared circle to fight a, uh, well, they fight to a majority draw. Wasn't now, Jose Canseco one of the ringers on Mr. Burns' team? Uh, yes, he was. Canseco, save all those sideburns, hippie. It's like, I don't know what you think sideburns are, sir. <laughs> Whatever. Still better than my other GM. Uh, it's a super impressive thing for Bonaduce, though, because Canseco outweighs him by 80 pounds and is like a foot taller. He's 6'4 and 259. Bon- Bonaduce is literally 5'4 and weighs 170 pounds. He's like, a, he's like the Wolverine, man. <laughs> Dude, it, like he out. tagged him a couple times. He took some headshots. Did I you mean, watch him? Oh, yeah, yeah. You Did watch you really? it all on YouTube. These, really? All these fights are on YouTube. That's ah, amazing. He beat the piss out of poor Barry Williams, Did dude. Really? I, yeah. Like you said, Barry Williams is like, hey, I'm Greg Beatty. And like Bonaduce's like, I need money. Ah, like, yeah. like, dude. Yeah, that, that Partridge family money must have been going quick. I think he did the drugs. Yeah. Like, he got it all sort of gone by the early 80s. Does, we probably got royalties on that, though. Come on, get happy. Did yes, it? I will. He probably got a check every time that played, so he got royalty money. I'm sure. Least. Sure, sure, sure. Wasn't your brother, wasn't he roommates with the dude from Wayne's World that was in the back of the car? Yes. During Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, my older brother lived with that guy who tries not to spew in the back of the, yeah. the car. How did that come about? Well, because was. I mean, we're talking about royalties. Oh, royalties. Yeah. So every time you watch that movie, my brother's old roommate gets a check for 17 cents. Is that really? <laughs> I don't know if it's that much. I'm guessing. Like, <laughs> numbers aren't adding up. So yeah. Speaking of numbers not adding up, February 2009, it's announced that the LA-based KLSX, like he worked at before, yeah. changed format. They're not making the money they were, so the numbers don't add up. So they're going to go from talk, which is Bonaduce's specialty. I would have thought fighting would be his specialty. No, time. no. And he also can't do top 40. So... They remove broadcasting Bonaduce from the schedule. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, man, anytime your job gets taken away, it kind of sucks. Yeah. 
So I feel bad for the guy. November 2nd, 2010, um, him, uh, Meatball here, and Amy Rails back get married. Third wife? Uh, third wife, yes. Third wife. Okay. At the f- th- third time's charm. Yeah. Uh, and they go to the four seasons on Maui, Hawaii. So we got three and four. October 31st, 2011. That's Halloween. <laughs> it's announced that the Seattle radio station 102.5 KZOK, that Meatball will be co-hosting their morning drive show. Ooh. Wake up with Danny Bonaducci. Kind of like a whack pack zoo crew type thing. <laughs> I think that's the thing, man. Sound right? effects in the background. Like, uh, you same know what? Lo- Monica Lewinsky jokes that were <laughs> you know, in 2015. I hope it's not that. I hope it's just like big cigarette drag. Yep, that's Danny. Uh, good morning. And like uh, here's a song. <laughs> I think I love you. Yeah, I think I love Yeah, that'd be hilarious. But it's not. It's probably it is that wacky. Thing. You know what I don't like? I don't like it when people get croutons on their salad. Like, do you want salad or do you want bread? You couldn't decide, so you had toasted bread put on your salad. Yeah, those, that's the most. It's always so, like, it, it, cookie cutter. They got you know they got like one wacky dude, and he's like, I don't know, like the bear. You know, and then they got the, yeah those, and then they got like. <laughs> That was a David Cross ripoff, but then they have like then they have like the woman, you know, that's always like they're totally like just overpowering the whole show. She barely gets two cents in. Oh yeah, she yeah. has to wedge her way in between all the dudes. Yeah, talking yeah. shit. Yep. Yep. No, well that's his gig, and then they're like, uh, "You're gonna do that now in Seattle." So there you go. While there, it's uh, 2011 still. He becomes an ordained minister so he can do – he got the online thing, like yeah. www.churchguy.com or something. This guy's trajectory and, uh, he, is all over the place. <laughs> he's going to do a wedding ceremony. I kind of like it because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, he's a real – yeah, he's, he's a mystery, this one. You're like, you know what he did today? You're like, I have no idea. I really couldn't tell you. Like, if I was talking about, like, a Pete Doherty or something, you'd be like, drugs, drugs yeah. and music. Danny Bonaducci, you're like, I don't know. Is he riding a bull? Is he going to beat up a lawnmower? I have no idea what's happening. He's playing water polo now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like, ah, oh, he's winning. Horse, yeah, the horse drowned, though. They usually do. They never breathe as much as you want. The snorkels aren't long enough, and then you can't really have the metal shoes in the water. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, he's doing wedding ceremonies as part of the radio promotion. And So, so the, whole th- the whole thing is he just does weddings on air. <laughs> that, that was the thing. That was his thing. Be married by Bonaducci. Oh, they did have a contest. I was super like, man, if I was getting married, like I would totally put in for it. But it was, uh, it was I don't know, Radio Sham or whatever it was. But uh, Radio Sham, Sham Wow, Sham Wow. But uh, Radio Sham Wow. Was it the prize? Was if you're getting married, Billy Idol's gonna be your best man. Wow. And it would play White, White Wedding. Wedding. Yeah, oh yeah. Now. I'm going to go Alanis Morissette on you. Isn't it ironic that he wrote White Wedding to his little sister so she wouldn't get married? Yeah. yeah. He's like, this is a bad idea. Listen to the words. Yeah. that's a, Yeah. It was. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. You threw me when you said Alanis Morissette ironic. Cause that's like one of the biggest. That just. Isn't that's a little a tr- too that's a ironic. trigger for me. Don't you think? But like, it's not ironic. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's like dying on your birthday. That's ironic. It's not when you need 10,000 spoons and all you get is a knife. <laughs> But then part of me says too, maybe Alanis was a little bit ahead of the, a little bit ahead of us. Maybe the fact that a song about irony wasn't ironic is ironic. Oh, so she played us the reverse reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the often underused Madden play, the reverse reverse. Yep, you never know. Well, uh, speaking as a reverse reverse, 
nowadays he's not doing the boxing he's not doing any of that he he concentrates on his family he does shows as a singer occasionally he's working on the radio he better um, close with what's the one song his big song danny Bonaducci's. but he didn't have one what well, <laughs> it's like he released one song right. it was like well, what? we'll close on that one that's the one people kind of know because you said it was like a what a mild hit uh, mildly. Yeah, yeah. you, you want to open with that because there's going to be a stampede getting out of that auditorium. <laughs> I wrote some new casino. songs. I wrote, yeah. wrote a bunch of new songs. What you want to do? Go, uh, go get a beer, go to the bathroom, come back. Um, here's the thing about Danny Bonaducci. We're going to do a little wrap-up here. He studied martial arts under Chuck Norris for over 20 years. Oh. He holds black belts in Okinawan, Chinan Ryu, Taekwondo, and Tokyo Ryu. Okay. Shorin Ryu. He won the 1980 and 1981 International Championships. Ram you. He is ranked number 10 in VH1's list of 100 Greatest Kids Stars. Where did he place on that? Uh, it did, <laughs> number 10. I disagree. So he's, <laughs> he's not to, you think there's I do. one of them? Like Ricky Schroeder, Ricky Alfonso Rivero. Alfonso. Uh, oh, yeah, even Alfonso make the it. The girl who played Joe in uh, uh, Nancy McKeon. Nancy McKeon. <laughs> you have your list of 10 stars. Uh, so. Yeah, believe me, he's not on there. That's funny. Uh, I'm going to read you a quote as we do from the guest. It's a quote. Can you, can you, can you say it like he talks? His voice? Oh, God. I, uh, I don't know if I can. Like, it's always too Jersey. It's always very like Futurama. It's like the garbage man from Futurama. You're always Jersey. When you're back. It's always. <laughs> it's like... what I do. I can't do Arizona. I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> you want to try? No, I don't because I know I'm not good at it. Exactly. So I won't do it's it. It's part of the charm, though. That's funny. It is. <clears throat> Uh, Give me uh, liberty! <laughs> Give me death! <laughs> Every single time. Off with the heads! <laughs> Off with the heads! Yeah, what, uh, four <laughs> scores seven years ago. You probably, you sound like that lady on the the one of the Simpsons characters. I thought it was more like Gilbert Godfrey. That's funny, Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, Jersey Gilbert Godfrey. That's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's your uh, <laughs> yeah. We have a quote from. Danny Bonaduce himself, quote, Chuck and I are sitting there in the park, and these five, maybe six guys, full-on gang members roll up, and I'm Danny Partridge, and Chuck Norris is nowhere near famous yet. Bruce Lee just died, and Chuck's been in the movie where he pulls all the chest hairs out, and the Roman Coliseum blows him in the air. Nobody knows him yet, so they're trying to get him out there, and they're putting him in, like, Tiger Beat magazine with me, and so we're standing there, and he's giving me karate lesson. You know, most of us are just standing there posing, uh, and then the Vatos or whatever gang they were from walk up us on on like crip walking. I was cool. I was with Chuck Norris, but my mom starts freaking out. So they get up closer to us and they say, "You think you're pretty badass, huh, man?" And I'm just standing there, and Chuck's standing there, and I'm like, "Please, Chuck, say something." I'm like ten years old, and then Chuck gets the guy, and 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 Chuck's a very quiet guy, but guy gets pretty close to Chuck, and Chuck says to all of them, "Hey guys, come here and get a little closer. Gather around. Here, here's what." Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to dislocate your right elbow. And while you're screaming in pain and your friends start to freak out, I'm going to take this guy's eye out. And then I'm going to knock the other guy out. And all your other friends are going to run away and leave you lying here. Okay, go. And everybody ran. It's the bitchinest thing ever. I thought, man, I want to be you. Let me see that last card real quick. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Let me see it real quick. There you go. Case in point. Um... When you got to this part, totally proves my point. Here's what you said. Here's what it says. You think you're a pretty badass, huh, man? <laughs> hey, you think you're pretty badass, man? <laughs> Wait. Jersey. You're still on me out. in Jersey? Yeah. I see. 
Well, that's Danny Bonaducci, everybody. I knew the name. You know, I obviously I knew who he was. Honestly, though, I'm kind of scared of the guy. Like, <laughs> he's my Suge Knight. Seems like he's got everybody he's is a Suge Knight. Suge Knight, man. I don't want anything to do with him. He's my Suge like, Knight. I'm not asking that dude for an autograph. T-shirt's coming. He's I, my Suge Knight. I, I don't, he seems pretty. I don't want to offend him. I don't want. No, know. he seems like a very nice enough guy. I mean, he's got some nice other things. Guy. We we skipped a lot of stuff there, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's gouging eyes out. He's, um, I suppose he's, that's true. He's, uh, committing hate crimes. He's like honestly, that's be- hilarious. Beating up the guy from different strokes. Yeah, no. He also beats up Johnny Fairplay. If you're a reality TV fan, Johnny Fairplay. Who is that? Uh, he was on Survivor. And okay. He's the guy who tricked the world by. He's like, my grandma died, and uh, she wanted me to come and win. His grandma's fine. Was he the dude that walked around naked the whole time? Uh, no, that's Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. He got busted for was it? By the IRS, wasn't it? Walking around naked too much. Yeah, he didn't pay for that million dollars he nope. won. You got to pay taxes on that money, people. Yeah. Still like Bonaducci. He always paid his taxes. <laughs> he might not have done everything else right, but he paid his taxes. He paid his taxes and he paid his bail. So <laughs> That's correct. Somebody paid his bail. <laughs> well, no. You, did you learn things about Danny Bonaducci? Actually, I did. I mean, I knew the guy had rage issues and he obviously Partridge family, big, big show. But then VH1, because there was a good like vh1 on sunday nights would have like this really good like reality tv show like oh yeah black and i think he was part of that it was uh who was the, the miss the pickup artist the guy mystery he was always wearing uh had the goggles and he had like the boa and he would take oh, these, i do not remember this watch, oh yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah, had goggles had, and a boa yeah no he would go to bars and he was he would call it peacock and like what was, are you a superhero yeah and he had like wingman manador and then i uh, was Manador and mystery rock of love that was on there in the Tool wow. Academy. Yeah, I think he was in. Uh, I think the Tool was... Academy. Yeah, Tool Academy. Sounds like a bunch of tools. All right. Yes. Yep. And they went to school to be it's not tools. They. Oh, I was like they turned into it. <laughs> I guess they tried turning <laughs> yeah. out. Okay. No, the opposite. Well, but, Bonaducci wasn't much of a. Uh, he was pretty much a tool. So it sounded like it. The guys lived life, man. That child star track though, you don't really have much of a shot. No. When I, they when they bring you up at like age four doing commercials and shit. But his dad was, you said his dad was what, a producer? Big producer, right? Mom was yeah. a writer. Yeah. That's all he's ever known. Like, he grew up in that, you know, so what else is he going to do? That's true. He's not going to be an accountant. You know, he's not going <laughs> to dig ditches. I mean, it's just, you know, easier for him to be a child star than most. I, I mean, see. Well, because we brought out the words dig ditches, I'm going to uh, bring up some feedback. See, Ben hates that noise, and you went for your ears, too. Uh, This time, we got some feedback from Professor Todd. He has comments about our Paris Hilton episode. I don't know if you were around for this, but Paris Hilton uh, was the highest-paid DJ currently in the the world. And so let's hear from Professor Todd about Paris Hilton. Okay, here's the thing you need to understand about DJing. (laughs) There are two ends of the DJing spectrum. On the one end, you have DJs who select their tracks based upon the crowd they'll be performing in front of. These DJs do beat mixing, they do smooth transitions between different songs, they trigger real-time audio effects, they loop sections of a song they're playing, and then layer more loops on top of it to create a new section. Some DJs play instruments while they DJ, some DJs sing, some DJs do real-time lighting and stage effects that they trigger. And on the other end of the DJing spectrum, are DJs who pay an assistant to load all their tracks into the USB drive for them. Then they press the automatic beat matching button on the mixer to automatically beat match between two songs. Uh, Or they're even lazier than that. They just pre-mix or pay someone to pre-mix their entire set list ahead of time. So all the DJ is doing live is literally pressing play 
and then occasionally talking into the microphone to the crowd. Now, which end of the DJ spectrum do you think Paris Hilton is on? Hmm, I wonder. All right, thank Sounds you. Sounds for- like that uh, Paris Hilton episode hit pretty close to home for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you watch some of the videos, I, I was I saw a video that someone claimed was Paris Hilton. I didn't actually see like her face to confirm that it was actually her, but this girl in a nice dress was behind the DJ stand, music all going, and yeah. she would reach her hand up and she would like touch the knob, but she wouldn't turn the knob. What? And then she would go for a button and then like like air touch almost like air DJ, like yeah. air guitar. <laughs> she would air DJ. So she's like, like the Millie Vanilli of DJing. <laughs> But she knew the songs and when they would change, you know, and then she's like pretending to turn the knob up, but not really doing anything. And then she went sort of, of course, then showing her hands and stuff like that. And so I get what he's saying. I mean, yeah, but honestly, like nobody's, if you're in a club like that and you're, you know, you're not really analyzing like, like, no, no, she didn't actually touch it. Well, there are different types of fans. Oh, smoke. There you go. That summed it up right there. Smoking mirrors, man. It is. Unfortunately, I got so old thinking that everything was like legit. It's not. Where does Danny Bonaducci fit in the whole DJ spectrum? Uh, he's not celebrity DJ'd yet, but I'm sure that will be if you want him to. I mean, he's a radio DJ. I'm sure he knows how the knobs and buttons work. He's going to take an online class real quick. So that's funny. Well, because we're into online classes and whatnot, I think that's going to wrap up another episode of, of Crime and Music. Thanks again for coming by. Thank I think we're, we're going to have you back again. This was done really well. Um, man. I know more about Danny Bonaducci than the average person I think at this point <laughs> I really do awesome well if you'd like to learn more about Don- Danny Bonaducci or if you want to leave a speak pipe like uh, Professor Todd did or, g- or give us a review go to iTunes and-, and pop us a review real quick that would be great you can leave feedback of your own like like we were saying here go to crimeandmusic.com leave us a speak pipe voice message um, we're on all the social medias at Crime and Music or Crime and Music. We'd love to hear from you. I mean, honest to God, this is we do the show for you guys to listen to and uh, try and give you some information, kill an hour of time, whether you're driving or it's a labor of love for them. Got something there, absolutely. All right, everybody, have a great week. Hope we hear from you. And like the song says, never trust a big butt and a smile. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.